0: A China balloon is floating over our country. American people are concerned, worried. Our leadership, so blasé. They don't really care. A couple of things are going on right now. We have particularly weak leadership, of course. Weak leadership that actually really likes balloons. Joe Biden, I'm not kidding. There are so many pictures of Joe Biden with balloons. He seems to have a a fixation, maybe even a balloon fetish. Who knows? But he really, really loves a China balloon. Joe Biden has um, entanglements with China. We know that. And if you don't, you'll know it soon. Uh, Where's the balloon right now, by the way? It's said to be over Missouri. Uh, It's making tracks. Yeah. Left mainland China, so we're told. And now uh, (laughs) it's over Missouri right in the middle of the country. And everyone's talking about it except the president of the United States. I mean, everybody can understand this story. This is not some standoff in the Taiwan Straits. This is right above us. People are taking pictures of this balloon that's spying on us and who knows what else. And this is what Joe's up to.
1: So I'm heading off to Philadelphia. And uh, if you want to ask me a question about the economy, but I'm not going to answer any question about anything else because you never will cover this.
0: He made a fake boast about the economy, then the issue that everyone is talking about, everyone's concerned about, and he wouldn't even take a question on it. All day long, he has ignored this issue. I do believe it's because he's compromised when it comes to China. And he did it with with arrogance. Mr.
2: President, when and how will you remove the balloon? When-
0: Why would you want to be president if you wouldn't lead at a moment like this? Uh, I don't know. But his interests are not our interests, because right now as a country, we're concerned about this balloon from China. And he's having a grand old time. So he wouldn't talk about it. So they sent uh, General Nobody in front of the cameras and uh, he he also seemed strangely unaffected by the crisis and filibustered and talked about everything else.
3: Just a few things at the top, and then we'll get right to your questions. Uh, so first, as you can see, we are conducting press briefings here in our temporary press briefing room while our primary location undergoes extensive technical renovations and upgrades. Uh, our normal call-in options will not be available. Uh, so for those... Uh, who have had to call in. We apologize for the inconvenience. In uh, other news, Secretary Austin returned yesterday from a very productive series of meetings in the Republic of Korea and the Philippines. The secretary and his Korean counterpart, Minister Lee Jong-sup. In the Philippines, Secretary Austin had his first in-person meeting with his counterpart, Secretary Galvez, and reiterated that the U.S. commitment to Philippine security you, you, is ironclad. You see
0: what's going on here? A balloon? What balloon? <laughs> And then when they were done with that, it was on to the balloon. No, Ukraine.
3: Separately, the Department of Defense announced today a significant new package of security assistance for Ukraine. This includes the authorization of a presidential drawdown of security assistance valued at up to $425 million, as well as $1.75 billion in Ukraine security assistance initiative funds. The presidential drawdown is the 31st such drawdown of equipment from DOD inventories for Ukraine. In total, the U.S. has now committed $32 billion in security assistance to Ukraine since 2014. and <laughs> You billion.
0: see what's happening here again. More specificity and energy about defending Ukraine than about defending America from China. Where is General Nobody? Sorry, I, I, this, is, this is not about you. This is... It's the boss I have a problem with. He shouldn't send a one-star general out on a day like today. But that's what they did. Because the administration does not want to antagonize China, they want to roll over for China. And as for what the hell is really going on with the balloon, may we hear about that, please, sir?
3: While we won't get into specifics in regards to the exact location, I can tell you that the balloon continues to move eastward and is currently over the center of the continental United States. Again, we currently assess that the balloon does not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground at this time. That,
4: and once it's over a body of water, will you shoot it down?
3: Uh, again, right now we're monitoring the situation closely, uh, reviewing options, but beyond that I'm not going to have any additional information. Let me go to Tony.
1: position of the balloon uh, classified?
3: Phil, right now, uh, what we're not going to do is get into a hour-by-hour location of the balloon. Again, we're monitoring it closely. And
2: you know, uh, how long do you anticipate that it, it could loiter?
3: Sure. Yeah. So, so as I mentioned, we'll continue to monitor it. Uh, right now, we assess that it'll probably be over the United States for a few few days, um, but we'll continue to monitor, review our options, and keep you updated.
0: We spend trillions and trillions of dollars. On hardware, on soldiers, on airmen, on sailors, and we can't do anything about it? What do we have all these planes for? I mean, (laughs) uh, we got a lot, a lot of tools with which to handle it. We didn't pay the military to sit back and watch and witness something in a moment like this. All right, let's go back to uh, the political leaders, so to speak. Tony Blinken. Secretary of State, (laughs) this is not a tough guy and he's not ready for a moment like this.
5: Yesterday, the Department of Defense announced that we had detected and were tracking a high altitude surveillance balloon that remains over the continental United States. We continue to track and monitor the balloon closely. We're confident this is a Chinese surveillance balloon. Once we detected the balloon, the U.S. government acted immediately to protect against the collection of sensitive information. We communicated with the PRC government directly through multiple channels about this issue. Multiple channels about this issue. Every
0: statement is actually a question. I don't like that. Uh, All right,
5: there's more. In my call today with Director Wang Yi, I made clear that the presence of this surveillance balloon in U.S. airspace is a clear violation of U.S. sovereignty and international law, that it's an irresponsible act, and that the PRC's decision to take this action on the eve of my planned visit is detrimental to the substantive discussions that we were prepared to have.
0: Detrimental to the substantive conversation we were prepared to have. That's it. You can't do better than that. Detrimental. You're not going this time, but you'll go soon. Um, what's happening here? This man uh, should not be the secretary of state. He's a staffer. All right. He's been a partner of Joe Biden for a, a long time. That's his claim to fame. OK, he's the brains behind Biden. And also maybe he's conflicted when it comes to China because that phony baloney Pen uh, Penn Biden Center in the news because of the documents. That's Tony Blinken at the grand opening of the Penn Biden Center. Um, Tony Blinken is also an associate of Hunter Biden. When he was Deputy Secretary of State, he would take emails from Hunter. Hey, you got a few minutes next week to grab a cup of coffee? I want to talk about some stuff I got going on. Absolutely. The number two man in the State Department dropped everything to see Hunter. <laughs> now, remember how much money China has given to The University of Pennsylvania. We suspect a lot of that money went to the Penn Biden Center, of course. A lot of money went to Joe Biden when he was there. Joe Biden has always bragged about how tight he is with President Xi. Remember all that? And all that money, they're going to get something out of it, right? I mean, one thing it looks like they got, the University of Pennsylvania actually wrote a letter to the DOJ to get them to shut down an anti-espionage program that they were running against China. The University of Pennsylvania wrote a letter about that? Why would they do that? Can I see how, what was that dollar figure again? Yeah, 77 plus million dollars to the University of Pennsylvania. Again, the University of Pennsylvania writes to the Department of Justice saying back off China. Maybe this is why the Chinese are laughing at us and laugh out loud when they found out that joe biden was elected president watch
2: this but這個中美貿易戰過程中,他們也試圖幫忙啊,諸窩所之美方的朋友跟我講,這個試圖幫忙,但是力度不大。但現在呢,現在我們看到拜登上台了。傳統的精英,政治精英,啊,這個建制派,他們跟華爾街的關係是非常密切的,所以大家看到吧, <笑> 拜登的兒子被特朗普說,你在全球有什麼基金公司發現沒有? 誰幫他建的基金公司啊? 沒有啊,這邊都有買買啊。那麼
0: This is uh they own us. They own the Bidens. That's what he's boasting about. Joe has been known to boast about how close he is to the Chinese as well.
1: I've spent more time with Xi Jinping, at least before we got out, than any world leader has. I've traveled 17,000 miles with him, the president of China. I probably spent more time with Xi Jinping, I'm told, than any world leader has because I I had 24, 25 hours of private meetings with him when I was vice president, traveled 17,000 miles with him. And know him pretty well. I've had hours and hours and hours of meetings and personal conversations with Xi Jinping. I spent more time with him, I believe, than any other world leader has.
0: Uh, we got a problem here, right? He doesn't want to do anything about the balloon. <laughs> He's owned by China. I firmly believe that. However, though, we do have a military, right? We have a military and they're going to do something, but they can't do anything really without the commander in chief getting involved. What about the top advisor to President Biden on military matters? That is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, a guy named, oh, yeah, him, Mark Milley. Um, And he's not good at being the chairman of the Joint Chiefs or uh, (laughs) wearing a uniform. You do remember this guy, right? I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand it. (laughs) Knock yourself out. Oh, boy. But you're doing this on our time. So who remembers the summer of 2020 when he apologized for walking across the lawn with President Trump, and then he proceeded to weigh in on every domestic policy, woke virtue signal there is? So we put those comments next to our present challenge, the, uh, the Chinese balloon. Just, it's kind of amazing to see what he was talking about and what we're facing right now. Take a look. I am outraged by the senseless and brutal killing of George Floyd. What we are seeing is the long shadow of our original
3: sin in Jamestown 401 years ago. We are still struggling with racism, and we have much work to do. Unspoken and unconscious bias have no place in America, and they have no place in our armed forces. And we should all be proud that the vast majority of protests have been peaceful. We must ensure fairness and equity at all key gateway selection boards, including promotion, command, and work hall. Be inclusive. Make a commitment to seek out and surround yourself with those who don't look like you.
2: You
0: see, I knew it was dangerous then, and now look at what we're up against, huh? So this thing is over Missouri, I think, and it's, it's possible it could be over Washington, D.C. It really could be. Then what? Then what? Americans are right to be concerned, even though our national leadership is totally out to lunch. Um, Who remembers Sputnik, do you? I actually, quite frankly, wasn't born yet, but this thing traumatized America. And I see a lot of uh, kind of correlation, don't you?
5: Ever since the news of Sputnik flashed around the world, America has been asking questions. What went wrong?
0: How did a nation of backward peasants forge so dramatically ahead of us in the race to space?
1: the American people alarmed that a foreign country, especially an enemy country, can do this. If we fear this, we fear that they have something out that majority of the people don't
5: know about. Senator Jackson of Washington describes the Russian achievement as a devastating blow to the prestige of the United States.
4: The people of the United States have been humiliated. They're disturbed and they're
1: unhappy. The enemy of ours has outdistanced us. Russia's getting into space really bothers me.
4: We are headed downhill to the status of a second-rate world power. Wow. Huh.
0: And the whole country was on the same page, especially people like Eisenhower and Nixon. They were running the country back then. So this balloon, I'm told it's a, just a surveillance balloon. And I'm told that by the Biden administration and the military, it could be a lot more. They have the technology to put just about anything in this thing, and that technology has been around for a very long time. Take a look at this. The crew of the Boxer was preparing to launch a high-altitude helium balloon. In fact, this would be the 17th high-altitude balloon to be launched from the ship. But this one was a little different. Where those first 16 balloons carried some instruments and dummy payloads, attached to this balloon was a 1.7 kiloton nuclear warhead, codenamed Yucca. The ship, balloon, and bomb were all part of Operation Hardtack, a series of nuclear tests conducted by the United States in 1958. Yucca was the first test of a nuclear blast in the upper limits of Earth's atmosphere. About an hour and a half after the balloon was launched, it reached an altitude of 85,000 feet. Wow, that balloon looks an awful lot like the balloon we're dealing with right now from China. What's in that thing? And why aren't we shooting it down again? Why didn't we shoot it down when it was over those states like Montana? They're not that populated. What's the motto of Montana? Big sky? Something. (laughs) Why aren't we doing that? Joe, why aren't we doing that? Does it have something to do with your very special, close relationship with President Xi and all those silly trips you went on together? Is that what it's about Why have you always been strangely kind and friendly to China? China is
1: not our enemy. I believe then, and I'm even more convinced now, that a rising China is an incredibly positive development for not only China, but the United States and the rest of the world. It is in our self-interest. That China continue to prosper. China's a great nation, and we should hope for the continued expansion. We want to see China rise. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region and the world. China is going to eat our lunch? Come on, man. They're not bad folks, folks. But guess what? They're not a co- they're, they're not, not, they're competition for us. China's not our problem. But we we can, can help them with them some them. of their problems. China's not a problem. The idea that China is going to eat our lunch. It's bizarre. And so, so what, are we, what are we worried about? We talk about China as our competitor.
6: We should be helping. Well, Do you think in retrospect that you were naive about China? No.
0: Wow. That soft, friendly talk, coupled with our horrendous defeat in Afghanistan and Joe's overall ineptness at the job of being president, uh, I think they're testing us, don't you? This balloon... I hope nothing's inside it. I hope so. I do know this. We would be so much more secure, so much safer, and everything would be a lot more clear cut if you know who was in
4: office. It was China's fault, and China's going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. China's going to pay a big price what they've done to the world. This was China's fault, and just remember that. And that
0: is leadership. I'll be right back. This balloon has people stressed out. It also has a lot of us laughing because there are some very funny, clever people in America and they make those little internet memes. You've seen these things. Okay. What do we have here? We have the balloon, the China balloon and who's hanging underneath it. If you look closely, you'll see Secretary Pete, our failed Secretary of Transportation, with his husband, just not doing his job. That's what he always does, just always having a fun time. Let's see. Let's see another one. Okay. Remember the phony picture of Joe and Jill decorating the Christmas tree? You see the ornament? <laughs> China balloons. Uh, we have another one, please. All right. Uh, we got Mount Rushmore. All those presidents looking suspiciously at the satellite. And what's on their mind? It looks like a Let's Go Brandon reference. And one more. Ooh, yeah, I've seen that picture before. Hunter flying around. Just imagine he is suing other people for defamation. Look what he did to himself. All right. So Tyree Nichols died earlier this, no, last month, and they had the funeral earlier this week. Kamala Harris went. Um, I do think as horrible as it was, his death, They are exploiting it for political purposes, and they want to make this about race when it's not about race. And there's a theory about what it might be about. I'll get to that in a moment. Um, By the way... Full time coverage on MSNBC and CNN. They carried the funeral live, all two hours of it. Al Sharpton spoke for 45 minutes. Ben Crump, these ambulance chasers. Um, Let's be clear again, though. What happened to Tyree Nichols was totally outrageous, should never have happened. You remember the video. It was really tough to watch. That poor guy uh, getting beaten up by the cops. But you know what? For a lot of us, it didn't make sense just didn't. Why would they do this, the cops? Well, Newsweek magazine uh, has been pursuing uh, some rumors, actually, that may be more than rumors. Tyree Nichols's rumored connection to cop's ex-wife under investigation. Uh, Newsweek writes as follows, please. Newsweek asked the Shelby County District Attorney's Office if it is investigating possible rumors connecting Nichols to the ex-girlfriend or ex-wife of former Memphis cop. Demetrius Haley, he's one of those who has been arrested and charged. Uh, What did they say? The Shelby, uh, all of this is still under investigation. Those are the things, along with the participation of others, that are now the subject of our investigation, a spokesperson for the Shelby County District Attorney told Newsweek magazine. Obviously, this has not changed the fact that Tyree Nichols should be alive right now, should never have been beaten to death, but... It further cancels the whole notion that this had anything to do with race. And that's going to be a big disappointment for the mainstream media. And that's why they're never going to report this stuff. Anti-black racism is everywhere.
5: We know that that is part of the training that these officers receive. I think a race is still on the table. We know white supremacy is deeply entrenched into the collective unconscious of this nation, including black people. It isn't just
7: naive to automatically assume that the murder of an unarmed black man can't be racist because black police officers are accused of that murder.
0: It's a historical, it's ignorant, it's just disingenuous... Uh, I know you are. (laughs) All of those things. So, folks, we are having in this country a hideous conversation about race, a dishonest one to avoid having an important and helpful one. It's in my book. I make that explicit point. Uh, Too many conservatives, quite frankly, are reluctant to talk about race. My book, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement, you really can't talk about law enforcement in America these days without tackling the issue of race At one point, Barack Obama, he was willing to tackle it. And then he got scared and ran away from the issue and just went all in on victim psychology. Well, some of us care. I just care too much, quite frankly, about children. I know that sounds corny. That may sound maudlin, but it's true. And this book, in part, is for the children. I'm not kidding. Too many of them are dying, particularly in communities of color. I hope this book helps. I hope you will check it out. Um, And, you know, the current climate in America has made it so difficult for law enforcement. Did you see what happened to these Illinois state troopers? Even a routine traffic stop. Their authority seems to have gone out the window. These two cops, routine traffic stop. This man apparently felt no obligation to stop. Just drives off. Two of the Illinois state troopers Uh, seriously hurt. Now, they have somebody in custody at this point, a juvenile, I believe. Uh, Yeah, it was just an ordinary traffic stop. Both troopers injured. A juvenile is in custody. What could have motivated that juvenile delinquent to just drive away from the cops? We're seeing a real problem, by the way, with increased violence from juveniles, those under 18, this whole raise the age thing. We have seen more homicides over the past uh, year or so than in 20 years committed by children. And that is part of the raise the age Democrat policy uh, that they fell in love with. It raises the age for a teen to face adult charges to 18 years old. It used to be 16 to 17 years old, and it has led to a decline in overall arrests. And I do believe it's made all of us less safe. And then there's this, in California, a physician was, well, run over and then stabbed by, well, it looks like uh, a maniac who may have been motivated by racial hate. So uh, a local news report kind of summarizes what happened initially. In this surveillance video, Mamoni can be seen on his bicycle stopped at a traffic light on PCH at Crown Valley Parkway. As the signal turns green, A speeding Lexus sedan plows into the doctor from behind. The moment of impact, too graphic to show. So someone is in custody right now for killing this man. Uh, Alleged, the, the alleged assailant is Van Roy Evan Smith. And here's this, he stabbed the cyclist to death. According to witnesses, he was screaming racial slurs and complaining about white privilege. I don't think I've ever heard anybody in real life talk about white privilege. You hear it on TV. You hear it on MSNBC. You hear it was imposed on people. This idea is so toxic and so false. Who's responsible for this? Probably this guy. But what motivated him, huh? Something to think about. And I'll be right back. All right, you know about this thing with DirecTV. Thank you for your support. So many have reached out to us offering words of support, and they're actually calling AT&T and DirecTV and saying, what did you do to Newsmax? We don't like it. You can do that. Call one of these numbers or go to IWantNewsmax.com. We can uh, direct you there and keep you in the loop about what's going on. So last Wednesday, uh, we were removed from 13 million homes. It was pure censorship, all right? Uh, this is the second channel Newsmax second channel. They've done this too. conservative channel in a year um, Now they're saying that they're doing this to save money for their customers. That's actually not true They're doing it because they don't like conservatives. It really is that simple and it's an anti free speech move on their part President Trump is actually urging Americans if you're a direct TV subscriber to cancel them And if you have AT&T phone or internet service, you may want to cancel that as well Tens of thousands of people have called AT and T, Direct TV to let them know how they feel. Uh, please, folks, support free speech and Newsmax and oppose censorship. I'm very pleased that Jeffrey Lord, the Newsmax contributor and former advisor to Ronald Reagan, joins us. And he wrote an article, uh, let's go ahead and put it up there. It's pretty good. Targeting Newsmax, AT and T board members have Clinton, Obama ties. Who to thunk it?
4: Jeffrey Lord, welcome. How are you? Hello, my friend Greg. How are you hanging in there?
0: Uh, Pretty good. Uh, Quite frankly, I'm a little bit nervous about this stuff. I don't like it. I thought it would be worked out. It wasn't. Tell me just how politically motivated you think this was.
4: Well, you know, these things don't happen in a vacuum. So the question is, who's responsible for this? And of course, as we all know, a corporation like AT&T has a board of directors. So I started to check out the individual members. There's eight members of the board of directors. The chairman, lo and behold, was chairman of the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. That's Mr. Kennard there um, under Bill Clinton. And then in the Obama era, he was the ambassador to the European Union. Hey, you don't think there's any politics involved in that, do you, when, when it comes to Newsmax? Uh, then you see uh, Beth Mooney, who's a board member. She's big in Ohio politics and given money to Chantel Brown, the, uh, a Democratic representative there, and then also to former Representative Kim Ryan in his losing race for U.S. Senate. You have uh, others who were—one was a co-chair of the—or is a co-chair of the Brookings Institution, the leftist think tank. Uh, another is a former president of the Ford Foundation. And I did some digging on that one in particular because they advertised themselves as being independent— well, lo and behold, I came across a Washington Free Beacon story. They had delved into a group that was a, a, a calling itself a resistance group against yeah. President Trump yeah. and working against President Trump and Republicans. And lo and behold, they'd gotten over two million dollars from the Ford Foundation. Wow. So, uh Yeah, there's nothing. And my, my suggestion here is for Congressman Comer and the House Oversight Committee, get these board members up to Capitol Hill and have them testify and put them under a grilling. And as you well remember from January 6th committee stuff, they went into the private correspondence of members of the media they they subpoenaed all kinds of things. I think we need to see the correspondence of uh, that's, that's been going on in mm-hmm. AT and and with Democratic members of Congress. Can I ask why is it that so many corporations? It just seems like these
0: boards almost always tilt left. Uh, almost always.
4: Why is that? You know, Greg, I have been thinking a lot about that, and you know, I, and I also I must say I just started your book and and it's very clear to me that we have basically elites in this country self-selected who who view them as view themselves as the smartest people in the world and they're in the in club and all this it reminds me of junior high school to tell you the truth and and that's what goes on here and so they all talk with one another they socialize with one another they all think the same way they are as a, there's a book out there from the American that was published by the American Spectator uh, in 2010 called The Ruling Class, how mm. they corrupted America and what we can do about it. And it, it's it talks about uh, America having a ruling class of about 10 percent. They're all educated the same way. It stretches from Atlanta to Seattle, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and then that the in opposition is the country class, 90 percent of the country. And that's what we've got here. I'm convinced. Uh, thank you. By
0: the way, for picking up my book, I so appreciate it. I only got a couple of seconds left. Could you do me a favor? You worked for Ronald Reagan, and I can make out those pictures back there. It looks like yeah. Reagan is in a picture or two. What was it like working uh for President Reagan?
4: Well, it was a thrill. I was there, you know, when Gorbachev and Margaret Thatcher and all of these people were there, and he was very involved in, in ending the Cold War. But it's important to say also he was very humble. And, and a real gentleman's gentleman, I took my parents in. that's what these pictures are. I took my parents into the Oval Office to meet him. So he chats away and everything and gives them the impression to my father's everlasting delight that it was just uh, uh, President Reagan and myself who were winning the Cold War. And then when we go to leave, my parents go out first and I turned around to say thank you. Yeah. And he looks at me and says, well, did I do all right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Very good.
0: Very good impression. Um Thank you very much, Jeffrey Lord, you bet, con- my friend. contributing together here at Newsmax, uh, American Spectator. Thank you. And we'll be right back. This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers,
4: believers, lovers and true patriots. We're Newsmax and we're their heirs. And so are you. Newsmax TV, real news for real people.
3: Clearly, as we assess options um, and considering the the size of the payload on this, uh, looking at the potential for debris uh, and the impact on civilians on the ground or property damage, again, uh, running through the the various factors and looking at uh, in terms of does it pose a potential risk uh, to people while in the air? And right now, as I mentioned, we, we assess that it does not pose a risk to people on the ground as it currently is traversing the continental United States.
0: I don't know about that guy. I don't know this China balloon over the United States. We got how many airplanes do we have? How many missiles? How much, how much military hardware? And we're just going to let this thing float along. I don't like the situation at all. I'm sure you don't as well. Let's bring in the experts. Blaine Holt, Brigadier General, uh, retired with the United States Air Force. Uh, welcome back, sir. And also Gordon Chang, author, attorney, expert on all things China. Uh, gentlemen, welcome. First off, General Holt, do you buy what that man just said about not shooting down this balloon? Uh No. I
6: don't and I'm sorry. Uh I love General Ryder. He uh and I worked together on active duty, but he's gotta bundle up what he's basically given to report on. Um we I am confident had warnings about this well before it hit the US landmass. Have no idea why we would not have protected our homeland and immediately shot down this threat. And what I would urge everybody to understand is we're not out of the woods yet. This thing is steerable. We don't know what's on board it. We don't know what the intentions are. could be a test. It could just be a spy thing, which is bad enough. It's breached our sovereignty. Uh, But this thing is heading towards Washington, D.C. And are we going to actually let this thing fly over our nation's capital, potentially, uh, before we put a few bullets in it, let it come down, and then rip it apart and figure out what China was— really up
0: to. Gordon Chang, uh, Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, was about to meet with his counterpart. Uh, I guess the meeting is off, but listen to how he characterized it, please.
5: In My call today with Director Wang Yi, I made clear that the presence of this surveillance balloon in U.S. airspace is a clear violation of U.S. sovereignty and international law, that it's an irresponsible act, and that the PRC's decision to take this action on the even by planned visit is detrimental to the substantive discussions that we were prepared to have.
0: Sir, that seemed particularly weak for me, uh, to me. If you can give me your thoughts overall on this situation and what China's thinking and and also specifically what he just said. I
7: agree with you. Um, Secretary of State Lincoln, his words really were meaningless because he's not imposing costs on China apart from his not going to Beijing. Uh, Really, what this says is that China does not want to talk to us because for one reason or another, and there could be a lot of explanations internally, China is not prepared to deal with the United States in good faith. And by the way, with, with regard to what General Ryder said, the path of this balloon actually took it over Alaska, over hundreds of miles of uninhabited space, and they did not shoot it down then where they could have done it. Um, and they wouldn't even have gotten the bears because the bears are hibernating. So um, really, what we have is a failure to protect the United States. And it is inexplicable.
0: So. Um, all right, General, two things real quick. Uh, number one, I saw a Democrat uh, officials, uh, actually veterans of the Obama administration on. They kept saying, oh, China, China made a mistake. This is a bonehead move. Uh, do you buy that? And number two, Joe Biden did not say one word about this today. He laughed it off. He kind of went from event to event, carefree. What do you make of that?
6: You know, there's just too much evidence that's mounting up uh, that we have a China problem. We have our, our relationships with China are detrimental to the United States. Uh, we can get into laptops. We can get into um, unholy business relationships with China. We can get into the constant looking away. This nation is so aggressive towards us. It's uh putting an alliance together with the cartels to kill us at 100,000 a year with fentanyl. It's now flying uh, birds over our airspace uncontested. This is this is absolutely gone too far. And what we have to do now is we, the the people of America, have to stand up and hold our leaders to account, look ourselves in the mirror and say, we're going to say no to this. We're going to push back on this.
0: Gentlemen, we have more to cover on this. Do me a favor. Stay with us and we'll be right back.
1: So I'm heading off to Philadelphia. And uh, if you want to ask me a question about the economy, but I'm not going to answer any question about anything else because you never will cover
5: this.
0: (laughs) Everybody wants to talk about the China balloon. He won't talk about it. Why not? Why you bother running for president if you're not prepared to lead? And what's up with Joe and China? Seventy seven million dollars went to that University of Pennsylvania while he had the uh, pen biden center thing going uh it's very strange gordon Chang. nobody knows china as well as you do very few people in america at least um you know a lot of us think that joe biden must be compromised what is your sense uh is he not reacting the way a president should be reacting because the chinese leadership know things about him and could do him personal harm
7: that's very much a possibility You know, it's always impossible to judge intentions, um, but we can see what he's doing. And what he's doing is he's not defending the United States, which is his most solemn constitutional obligation. Here you have a clear violation of American airspace, but it's more than that. It's also an act of war, and Biden won't answer questions about it. This is a utter failure. And, And we got to remember that China right now is preparing to go to war, and the United States has no sense of urgency. This could be disaster for us, because even though we're a far stronger society, we could lose our country because the Chinese can take us by surprise. Uh,
0: In November 2020, there was a symposium in China, uh, both uh, high level, ostensibly private citizens and I believe some government officials. And there's a very unique thing was said about uh, Joe Biden. Uh, Go ahead and listen, and you'll have to read this as well. I know it's going to be tiny. Go ahead.
2: 中美贸易战过程中<笑> The
0: way they're laughing at us, uh, General Holt, I'd like your take on that. And if you don't mind, if you could segue to an electromagnetic pulse bomb, an EMP, for those who think that this balloon is just a balloon, Is it possibly an EMP? Does China have that technology? And if you don't mind, tell us what that thing is.
6: Yeah, so I think that for the most part, what the clip you just showed should be so humiliating for uh, China, who is going through... An incredibly weak period for the CCP and Xi Jinping. Their economy is in disarray. Their, uh, their their COVID deaths are off the charts. They can barely feed their people. They're asking their people to uh, live on rice bran now. And at the same time, they're projecting this strength. And they're they're pushing us into a corner because we have leadership that's not standing up for us. And now our sovereignty has been broken beyond the southern border. Uh, and an EMP is a very serious event. And a balloon like this, and I'm not suggesting that this particular balloon has this armament, but we don't know, could be a dry run for proving that they could carry an electromagnetic pulse, which when it would disperse over at altitude, could just nullify the grid and all communications under its swath. And here we have a balloon that's just floating on its way to DC. We don't know what's on board.
0: Uh, that's uh, that's incredible. That really is. Gentlemen, I thank you both. Uh, final words, Gordon Chang, if you don't mind. Yeah, that was D.
7: Dongsheng and it shows the Chinese mentality. I'm not saying that what D is saying is correct, but it doesn't matter whether it's correct or not. What's important is what the Chinese leaders think. And they think that they can push us around. And that means they're going to do something dangerous. And that means we could very well be on the edge of history's next great conflict.
0: If I could see that balloon one more time, you know what this might just be? The ultimate trial balloon. You've heard the phrase trial balloon. What could be coming our way next? Uh, it's uh You know, what did that Robert Gates say? Joe Biden has not been right about one national security issue in the past 40 years, and uh, we're seeing it in real time, it looks like. Thank you very much, General Holt. Gordon Chang, indeed. We'll be right back.
7: No crooked, crooked
1: establishment. None of that twisting Rifting the truth.
7: No talking down don't
1: to me.
3: Don't tell me how to think.
6: Don't tell me how to don't think. Don't tell, tell me how to think.
3: I trust Newsmax. Newsmax.
6: They don't tell, tell me how, how to think.
5: think. They live. Let me decide. Newsmax.
0: Real news. For real people. All right, take a look at these networks, all right? Uh, this is number 12 through 22. 12 through 22. You see something? All of them get paid by at and Direct TV. They get some sort of fee from the cable company because the cable company needs content to distribute. Now look at the first, the top 11, all right? They're all paid, except for the number three cable news station, Newsmax, no fee. No fee for our content. Why would that be? Well, they don't like us because we're conservative. Yes, they're hassling us because we don't agree with them politically on things. Isn't it a free country? Aren't we allowed to? We'd appreciate your help, and we appreciate what you've done so far. Many thanks, and have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday.